Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Elise, and she is an intuitive guidance mentor in which she uses tarot cards. She does holistic goal setting and planning to help you live a life with more ease and less overwhelm. Hi, Elise. Thank you for being here today. Hi, Dana. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I am excited about this conversation because as we were kind of just chatting about, kind of like habits are hard to create. Um, I was saying that I just really want to start getting up earlier <laughs> and it's really hard. Um, kind of just depends on my work schedule though, and how exhausted I am. So I don't know what kind of tips and tricks do you have for people to create better habits? Absolutely. Um, and I agree with you. Habits are so hard to create, especially the habits. So we have, there's different kinds of habits, right? There's good habits. And then there's habits that we want to release to include a habit into our schedule that is something that we don't want to do is so much harder than trying to include a habit into our schedule that we're really excited about, right? We're always going to include, like, let's say you have a goal of uh, eating healthier, and then you have a goal of, what's an exciting thing? You have a goal of... uh, reading a book for the month, right? And that's something you've really wanted to do for a while and you're so excited about it, right? Somebody gifted you this book and you're like, oh, I'm like, I am dying to find out what's in here. You're going to have a much easier time including that than you are going to have including the eating healthier, which there's probably so many subcategories underneath that might feel overwhelming, right? That might include meal prepping. That might include not even being sure of what types of foods consist as healthy, right? What foods am I not supposed to eat anymore? What foods do I need to invite in that are going to make me feel good? It's already such a a larger project that your brain might immediately shut off, right? So today, some of the things I would love to talk about when it comes to including habits in your life and also taking some habits away that might not feel so great are habit stacking and habit swapping. And then I'd also love to talk about holistic goal setting just as a whole and how I approach it. Uh, because okay. to me, it's a um, it's just something I love to do as a as a process instead of that very strict, um, what do they call the yearly, just like the, uh, like a, not, it's not a goal, a new year's resolution, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I never do new year's resolutions for the simple reason that they don't work. 
right? And if they've ever worked for anybody, I'd love to hear your experience, but they've absolutely never worked for me. And the reason they've never worked for me is because there's no intention behind a new year's resolution. And that's why I do holistic goal setting because behind holistic goal setting is intention, right? I have the intention to do X, Y, and Z this year or this month or this week or today, right? We can break down our goals that way and really put meaning behind it, why we're doing it, how we want to show up um, and how it's going to help us create a better life. So let me, I'll start to give a couple of examples of how I've personally swapped out some habits just this past um, cycle. Um because I'll do it for different times in the year, because what I find is I may set that holistic goal at the beginning of the year, and you could do it at the beginning of the year, or you could do it a week or so before. I typically do it for uh, the winter solstice, which is like right before holiday time. Um, And it's basically the start of that, that next year for us. So I'll typically set an intention for the year. Um, and instead of, like I said, a new year's re- resolution is usually picking, you know, one thing like, um, I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to read more books or I'm going to like, whatever that one thing is, I actually break it down a little deeper than that. And I will pick an intention for different areas of my life. So I'll create a holistic intention for my relationships or connection in general. I'll create an intention for my business or my work. Um, Then I'll create an intention for my joys. Like how am I going to spend more time doing what I absolutely love? Um, Maybe I'll set an intention for organization, right? Like I know last year I really wanted to become more organized. So what's something that I can implement this year that's going to steadily help me be a more organized human um, and therefore just bring me more overall peace, right? So I'll really break it down that way. I'll kind of just brain dump all of the categories in life that are really important to me. And then I'll create an intention for each one of those categories um, and then start to work things in. Um, This is just a personal thing for me. It's not mandatory, but one of the things that really makes it fun for me um, is inviting in tarot, just because that is something that I personally love and visualization is huge for me. So I'll actually draw a tarot card for each one of the intentions that I create. Um, And that helps me just bring that a little deeper. So what the intention is, and then what, how can I... um, invite this into my life uh, in a way that will best support my success in the intention that I'm creating. I like that. That's cool. Tarot cards are really interesting little tools and I really do think that they work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're very like intuitive little cards um, and have you ever read the book by James Clear, Atomic Habits? I haven't actually. So I haven't either, <laughs> but I have it downstairs. And because I can never finish a book, um, I was just like, you know what? I really want to read this book. So I just like flipped it open to a random page and started reading a little bit. And he was saying like, if you want to create a habit of like reading a book, say, 
but it seems a little too overwhelming because like maybe the size of the book or whatever, just like put it where you can see it first. And then maybe the next day read like a whole page and put it down. Like just do little tiny things, break it down into little tiny parts in order for you to actually start the habit. So you're not so overwhelmed from the beginning. I honestly love that. Um, I think micro goals are so important and such Mm -hmm. a huge part of creating healthier habits and more consistent habits. And I actually loved what you just said about opening a random page, because I think sometimes the overwhelm of not just reading a book, but anything that has a detailed process, right, can seem so overwhelming from the beginning immediately. Mm -hmm. And I love the allowing that you created for yourself to open to a random page, right? Like who created the rule that I have to start from the beginning of this book? That's (laughs) not a thing. Maybe that's right for somebody else, but I have the power to just open up to some random page and read whatever is there and trust that that is the information that I need in this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my intuition right there, I think. And it was like the perfect thing at the time to read too. Because I read it out to my boyfriend, too. And he was like, oh, my God, that makes me feel so much better. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's tons of information in that book. So any page would have been good. Yeah. And just (laughs) allowing yourself to do that probably makes you more excited now to read the book, right? To Mm -hmm. read the next chapter or to go to the intro or to read the about the author page, right? Like just that little nugget probably like sparked something in you that made you go like, oh, I'm actually really excited to to read the next random page or however you decide to go about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that method a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So something else that I did for myself, so I'll break it down to you um, a little more. So I just talked about holistic goal setting on like a really big scale. And of course, we could talk about that a lot deeper. Um, Something that I want to talk about next is habit swapping. So exchanging a habit that you want to integrate into your life and taking away maybe a not so great habit, a habit that does not feed your soul, a habit that like maybe even hinders you from getting certain things done is just a distraction, you know, things like that. It's time for a short commercial break. So I have some questions for you. Do you need to improve your knowledge about how money works? Are you sick of workplace drama? Are you someone who likes helping others? Would making extra money help you? Do you have a why? If you answered yes to these questions, I'm looking for you. I want driven individuals to join me in financial services. New leaders, new friends, and humans who just want to be around other like-minded humans. Most importantly, someone willing to show up for themselves and do whatever it takes to get ahead. Is that you? If it is, go book a Zoom call with me today using the Calendly link in the description of this episode. And share this with anyone you know that can answer those questions just like you did. I can't wait to meet you. Something that I was able to successfully integrate into my life only really recently uh, was and this I know is a big thing for a lot of people, is that social media scrolling, right? That doom, uh, especially (laughs) right before bed. I know it can be an issue for people like right before bed. And that not only messes with, you know, it takes a lot of time, but it also messes with your sleep. It messes with your circadian rhythm and the 
quality of sleep that you can get throughout that night. Um, so once I realized that this is not only not helpful, not feeding me, not doing anything for me at all, except feeding a habit of, you know, giving my hand something that it was used to doing before bed. Once I realized that it was actually disruptive to me and and my night, like I was consistently waking up in the middle of the night and it was, it was not good because then I would, again, I would stay up for a few hours on end because whatever the blue light from the screen really bothered my brain and was like stuck in there now once I realized that that was a habit I needed to go um I started to think about what is a habit that I can replace this with because I'm needing I'm needing something to replace it with right you can't just delete something from your life that's too hard. It's too hard to go cold turkey, right? And some something we were speaking about before is that smoking, right? Like trying mm-hmm. to quit smoking, trying to quit smoking or anything cold turkey is really hard because you're so used to that habit, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's a good habit or a bad habit, you're used to it and you want to keep going back to it for the, the pure fact that it's a habit. Mm-hmm. So you want to replace your habit with something that mirrors that habit in some way, right? So if the only thing, the only dopamine hit that I was getting from that social media scroll was something for my hand to do until I got tired, right? Something for my brain to like, like mentally stim, not stimulated. It wasn't stimulating it in any way, but just something to read. Basically, I'm mm-hmm. going through things and I'm reading certain like little, maybe there are mini articles or I'm watching a video until I get tired. I was able to replace that with one of my goals that I had for the month that I hadn't been able to integrate right? Because I told myself I didn't have time, which was crazy. I have plenty of time. I was able to replace the social media scroll with simply reading a book. Um, I haven't read a book in such a long time. And it was something that I've told myself that I want to do for such a long time. Um, And I was so surprised at what an easy swap that was, because now my brain was stimulated in a really good way. And I'd read maybe a chapter of the book and I would feel myself getting tired. And and it was so easy to just put it down, turn off the light and go to bed. And all of a sudden I was sleeping better. I was excited to read the next chapter the next night. Um, and I was, I was overall a healthier, happier human. Right. Yeah. And then when you sleep after all that info goes in your brain, your subconscious kind of digests it. Yeah, I feel like that is something I could do too. Um, I don't really scroll on my phone like that at night, but I feel like if I just read a book, like just a little bit of a book, I think mm-hmm. that would, because reading already kind of puts me to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, it's already super relaxing. So yeah, that's something I can do for sure. I have like five books that I'm started and have not yeah. finished. So that's my thing. Um, the other day I heard that cause somebody kind of read out my uh, human design chart and stuff. And she said that I have a hard time finishing things that I start. So yes, that's kind of true. Cause I have two blankets I'm knitting and they're not done. <laughs> 
and I have like five books that I'm reading. Yeah, I kind of get that. Kind of get that. Yeah. Well, it's such a, it's not even about reading the book. It's such a nifty trick too, that you could do with so many things. So not to use the nighttime example again, but let's say you're a late night snacker, right? But that's mm-hmm. also disruptive because, you know, it gives you that sugar hit that again, like keeps you awake later than you want to be awake. And then you have a hard time getting up the next day. And and not only do you have a hard time getting up, but then you're, you're groggy and your body aches for the first several hours of the day because you're not properly nutritious. New- nutritionized that's not a word but you didn't give your body the proper nutrients before bedtime and maybe you weren't hydrated enough so even just like swapping out that bowl of ice cream for and like an equally like a better sugar right like maybe you have a handful of strawberries or maybe you have like there's so many different ways but it has to be a very similar swap like it's still you still have to feel like that sweetness if that's what you're used to or or a similar that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any other maybe example of habit swapping for anybody that maybe doesn't scroll, um, on their phone or something? So going back to kind of coming off of habit swapping, right? So something else that I wanted to add to that, the next kind of subcategory of integrating habits for me is um, stacking habits. So something else that I have a really hard time, um, an example of something that you would have a hard time integrating into your day is tacking it on to something that you already do religiously, right? Something that is already a habit that you know you're going to do every single day and kind of like hitching another habit on for the ride, right? Mm -hmm. So an example of that um, and I'm just going to use an example of, of mine again, but then I'll throw out another couple of random ones. Once I integrated the, uh, reading a book right into my night. And I did that consistently for a while. And I knew like, okay, this is a habit now. Something else that I was having a hard time integrating was, uh, my nighttime routine, Right. So I've been wanting to get more serious about like making sure my face is clean at night and that I put on a good moisturizer and things like that. And for whatever reason, it was not becoming a priority. I could not, you know, give myself that 10 minutes because let's be realistic. It was like 10 minutes or less that I needed to implement that skincare routine that would make me feel amazing in the morning and not like a dried out raisin. Um And so what I did was I tacked that onto my reading and I did that by putting everything that I needed for my skincare right on top of my book, right? Like I have, like, I got myself a cute little bag because that's something that makes me feel special, put myself (laughs) on there. And that went right on top of my book. And before I could read my book every single night, I had to go wash my face and put on my serum and put on my moisturizer. Or if I felt like doing a mask that went on for 10 or 20 minutes while I was reading, and then Mm -hmm. I could go wash it off. Um, But that would be an example of habit stacking is putting something that you're having trouble integrating onto something that you already do religiously. I like that. It's a good little trick there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's something that's that's helped a huge amount. Um, and just to throw out a couple of other examples, like, like uh, this one I actually picked up from uh, a friend of mine, and it was so, so smart. 
something that I know a, a bunch of people have a hard time doing is taking their vitamins, right? Like so we all have a goal, I think, of taking uh, vitamins, or at least mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that do. And so what she did was she put the vitamin bottle next to the coffee machine every morning because we're not going to go morning without coffee. Coffee is something we do religiously every day. Or if you're a tea drinker, you know, you likely have a spot in your day for, you know, going to that tea station or that coffee pot, put something next to it so that you remember to do the habit that you're trying to integrate. And then after a couple of months, that becomes a habit too. Yeah, that makes sense. I do really need to start taking my vitamins every day again. <laughs> so they're like kind of off to the side, but still in the kitchen. And I like walk mm-hmm. by them all the time, I'm just walking by yeah. them. <laughs> so yeah, I should probably figure out a new spot for those. Yeah. Definitely. Mine are probably going to go next to my, <laughs> next to my skincare stuff. Cause I always yeah. have water. I always have water next to my bed too. So that's a good, good time to just like, that takes what? less than uh, what two seconds yeah throw them in then I go do my skincare <laughs> then I'll get to read my book so it's like it's like that domino effect that you're creating and then you get to check that I don't know if you're a list person oh, but yeah. if it gives you that dopamine hit to check something off the list check the stuff off the list because like <laughs> that gets me so excited yeah definitely I love lists I make lists for everything <laughs> mm-hmm Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good thing to think about doing habit stacking. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So when you work with people, do you always like bring out the tarot cards or? I would say for most people I do, Uh, but because I work with people and my goal is to help them lean into their intuition, if they don't also have a set of tarot cards, like I'll use my tarot deck, you know, professionally, maybe if somebody just contacts me for a reading, you know, like a new moon reading or a full moon reading or something like that, that's when I'll, you know, bring them out without a doubt. Um, but it's absolutely not for, for everybody. And if somebody else isn't that very visual person, um, tarot cards probably aren't the right tool for them. Um, but it is something that I absolutely love to teach. So if it's not through tarot, usually we'll do, maybe we'll do a meditation together, or maybe I'll give them prompts for journaling. Maybe we'll set up their calendar together for the next cycle. Okay. Yeah. Going back to the new moon stuff. I like, I like that type of scheduling and intention. Yeah. Um, Because yeah, new year's resolutions don't work. Um, no. <laughs> it's a fake thing that we're kind of brought up to believe and then everyone tries it and it's like, yeah, no, it's just a marketing thing that became a thing at some point to get yeah. people to do things. And then they fell off the things because they couldn't become habits because they weren't doing them consistently. Um, but yeah, yeah, even with intention setting, like there's so many layers that I, I delve into that to make it to make it fun and to help those habits stick, right? So one thing that I do, and I'll take it all the way down to daily intentions right now, something that I love to do for every lunar cycle, and then depending what astrological season we're in, um, is to choose a stone for the cycle, right? Whatever cycle we're in, I 
I know you're listening, all you people, and you can't see the thing I'm holding up. Um, but you could choose a crystal or you could choose like, I actually don't even care if it's a rock or a paper clip or a key, like something that you could keep with you in your pocket to remind you of your daily intention is one of my favorite things to do. And I'll keep that item with me um, for the duration of that intention. So if it's a daily intention, you keep it with your yourself all day. Um, and this is something that really helps me, especially if I'm in changing environments. Um, so to have this with me, let's say I create my intention in the morning, but then I have to go into work and there's going to be so many things that are thrown at me throughout my work day. And I may not remember to stay aligned with the intention that I created if I don't have something that's going to remind me of it. Um, so what I did, especially when I worked a nine to five job and I'd have to talk to so many people throughout the day and, you know, switch gears so many times throughout the day is I would set my intention to an object, which I then carry with me throughout the day. And every time I felt like I needed that reminder or I felt like I might be straying away from my intention, I'd have something to grab onto and immediately remind myself of what I was doing that day, right? Like, what was my intention for that day? What was my, you know, how did I want to feel that day specifically, right? That was a big thing for me when I knew that I was going to a place with a lot of people. And maybe my intention was that, you know, I want to feel really good today. I don't want to allow anyone to take my peace today. Um, I don't want to allow anyone to take my sense of magic away from me today. I want to be able to hold that. I want to be able to, remember to hold my safety bubble around me and send any bad energy that I feel coming towards me back to that person. Like that was a big one for me when I went to work and I set that to a stone for the day, right? That'd be my intention for the day. And maybe the next day was my intention would be like to stay focused, right? Maybe I would feel like very scattered that morning. Um, and maybe I would choose a, a red stone because to to me, red means focus, right? For, for you, it could mean something totally different. Um, but maybe for me, it meant focus. And so I'm going to keep this with me to remember to stay focused today. Cool. I do something similar actually now. So this is Labradite. I could see it from here. I was like, oh, that's Labradite. It's beautiful. So I keep this with me because it protects my energy, um, Mm -hmm. protects it from leaking out. And every time I feel it in my pocket at work, um, because I recently found out that I'm an empath and which makes complete sense. So (laughs) I keep this with me all the time and I feel it in my pocket at work and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. This is what this rock is for or this stone is for, and this is my intention for every day to protect my energy because I've let it just go crazy before I've let other people tamper with my energy so much. And I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so done. (laughs) So yeah, I kind of do something similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's something that's, it sounds so simple, but you want to start simple right? You want to start simple with that daily intention. And then you can, you know, moving into bigger and and start creating more intentions for the month or or the cycle. um, If you work with the lunar months and things like that, but it's the same thing we were talking about earlier about the book, right? You have to start with a page, you have to start with something small, so you don't feel so overwhelmed. And 
sometimes it feels like it's not enough or you're not going to make the progress you want to, but you will. You have to take the first step in order to get to step 33. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. I have been for over a year. Um, And I was listening to a speech the other day. Um, It was a TED talk about procrastination and how it's actually not like really a bad thing. People just associate negative feelings and just negative negativity around the word procrastination, but it's not really a bad thing. So yeah, I have been procrastinating on the book, but also I feel like it's not completely aligned with me yet. And I'm still trying to figure out how I want to write it. I thought I had it down and then I started writing it that way. And I was like, no, nah. <laughs> not exactly. really feeling right. So I just kind of paused it for a minute, but every once in a while I'll write down some notes for it and stuff. So I'm still sort of working on it, just kind of more on the back burner. And I love a word that you used there. I don't think it's procrastination at all. It's it's a pause, right? Yeah. We're allowed to work on multiple projects at once. We're allowed to not have a singular hyper focus. Like I think we were actually talking about earlier, like that that one path trajectory of, you know, high school to college to picking yeah. one major that we're expected to do for the next 40, 50 years of our life. That is so not realistic for so many of us who have so many interests. Yeah. It's just not. And, and these ways that we were taught to look at things and process things is not realistic for every single person. You can't teach one method to 50 different types of people, right? right. Like I get so into things like, like I think you were talking about earlier, human design and mm -hmm. even just your personality type. Like I wish those things were taken into consideration by we'll call yeah. it the system, right? Especially the educational system because everybody learns differently, right? And it's absolutely not wrong. The way you learn is not wrong. The The way yeah. that you process information is not wrong. It's just unique to you. And you have to allow that. You have to allow your own processing. Otherwise, you're going to feel like there's something wrong with you. And there's absolutely not. And you deserve to celebrate the way that you um create things the way that you bring things into the world there mm -hmm. might be a time in your life that you all of your projects are ready to come to life all at once and that's going to be such an exciting day for you like oh I'm yeah. gonna release this book because it's finally like I finished writing it like three months ago but now it's ready to be released and I'm also like I'm also releasing my second podcast like things happen also in cycles in seasons yeah and how they're in, supposed like, to Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, something I've also gotten so passionate about is allowing that natural energy. Like we are not meant to output, 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 output 365 days of the year, right? We feel yeah. differently at so many points, like every single season, we're working on something differently, just like the earth around us, right? The earth isn't producing vegetables 365 days a year it has a harvest time it has a planting time it has a growing season and then it has a death season right and I know I didn't say those in the right order I was just I'm just going on now <laughs> but we have seasons of life too and 
again, to break that down again, it's not just seasons of the year, it's seasons of our month. Mm -hmm. We're probably only going to be super productive for about a week out of a month. And another week of that month, we're probably going to have a lot of ideas. And that's our time to like take a lot of notes and write things down. And then for a couple of days, we're probably going to be really tired and just need to rest and receive information from other people, maybe connect and feel really good. And then that next week, we're going to get really excited again and, and start to share our ideas with other people or or maybe post new content or whatever that looks like for you. But allowing it to happen in that natural cycle feels so much better than forcing the agenda that we have to be productive all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, My human design chart also said that I need a good work-life balance. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where that comes in too. Like I'm literally just taking these three days that I have off and doing the podcast, doing things that like are fueling my future. You know, um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at my resting days. I'll do things that like this, cause this is relaxed, you know, we're just talking. So yeah, I'll, I'll do things like that or, and like after this, I'm just going to start cooking something like Mm -hmm. I need these days to kind of rest and do my little season thing. Yeah. And yeah. And then the next four days I'll just go to work and. Yeah. 100%. Um, I also love, this isn't even something I've, I've talked about yet today, but I also, I'm almost a certified astrologer. And so I love working with astrology and the way I integrate that into my holistic goal setting and, and intention setting and things like that is I will look at my own natal chart or the natal chart of somebody else. Um, And that'll tell me what you need to be successful within a certain habit. Um, So I'll just use myself as an example again for now. But for the longest time, I could not integrate exercise. Couldn't do it. Right. And exercise is something for a lot of people that just (laughs) unless you're a personal trainer or you really like, I don't know, that's like your passion in life. It can be really hard to start doing from like nothing. Right. And I was not somebody who had a workout routine to to speak of. And it's not really something I enjoy. Like there are some things I enjoy. Like I do. I enjoy tennis, for example, like that was a sport I played in high school forever ago. And it was only until I connected astrology with trying to implement this um, habit into my life that I realized why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why did I like playing tennis? And it didn't seem to like any other sport, any other, and nothing else was motivating me to uh, get up and walk every day or start weight training or, you know, stick to that yoga routine or meet my step goal. Um, I took my, what was it? Um, so your sixth house in astrology, um, is about your body and is about your health. Um, also about um, some aspects of work, um, like your coworkers, right? So we're seeing words like like co in there. Okay. Two people. So I realized that I really enjoyed um, accountability. Not only did I need accountability, need really isn't the right word, 
I wanted it. Like I wanted to do this with somebody else because Mm -hmm. I found it motivating and helpful. Like I enjoyed not only receiving help, but offering help. Right. So um, at the beginning of the summer, I integrated weight training into my schedule because I just wanted to feel overall stronger. Like I wanted to be able to lift more than like five pounds and still feel good. Right. Like nothing crazy. I just wanted to feel like a health, healthier, stronger human. So my, um, let me actually pull out again. I know this is not something that you could see on the podcast, but I'm going to show you just so you can see it. You might not even be able to see it here, but so that's, that's my chart. Yeah, I can see it. Um, oop. And so when I looked at my chart, I'm like, oh, this actually makes so much sense because um, I have Virgo in there and, you know, that's telling me that this is in my, um, seventh house actually and Virgo naturally rules the sixth so putting Virgo next to the seventh house like combining those two energies is telling me that um, relationships is really important to integrate in this area of my life so I actually asked my partner or it doesn't even have to be your boyfriend girlfriend it could be your you know one of your really close friends or maybe somebody you you met in a activity that like a different activity you both enjoy but just like that other person aspect that told me that that is what will help me succeed um when integrating this habit so my boyfriend and I actually started weight training together and we love it and we're able to keep ourselves accountable and we're not going to a gym or anything crazy we have just like a couple of things that we use upstairs and then we just use YouTube videos to be like okay this is how you do it I'm going to watch your form and make sure you're doing it right now you watch (laughs) my form and make sure I'm doing it right um you know but like that's just one example um there's when I do like more emotional goals, for example, like sometimes I will buy myself little presents um, (laughs) to get myself (laughs) excited, especially when I'm initiating something new. Um, And this probably won't mean anything to you if, if you're not, you know, also like well-versed in like the astrology chart and, and how it works. But I'll just tell you that the second house in astrology is like about like possessions like materialistic things um things that you you own um especially like maybe around your home environment things like Mm -hmm. that finances um and I have my moon in Aries in that house and sometimes that means that I make impulsive buying decisions (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I'll be a really impulsive shopper especially when I'm feeling emotional um and that's something that I considered for a while a bad habit Okay. I mean, I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. right now, guys. Okay. Bad habit. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> that, that hindered me from meeting some of my financial goals because I would just go and impulsively spend this money because I felt in the moment that it would make me feel better. So, and I suppose you could can consider this actually habit swapping as well. What I did was I bought myself in advance, small little gifts, like five dollar 
gifts, but that give me that same excitement, that same dopamine hit as it would if I bought something that was like $200. Mm-hmm. And I would just keep them for myself. So whether that be like, I don't know, uh, a little makeup thing, right? Like maybe, maybe it makes me excited to get like a new shade of lipstick or um, maybe I love plants. So I bought myself a $25 gift card to, you know, the local plant store, or maybe it was like um, a cup of coffee that I bought myself, or maybe it was a new crystal that like I wrapped up and literally like saved, like I wasn't allowed to use it until like I needed that gift. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that really helped me and is unique to me. So that's a way I like to help other people as well is like looking specifically at their makeup that is unique to them Mm -hmm. and say, okay, how, how can you succeed in implementing this new habit that will absolutely only work for you? That's really interesting. I've always really been into astrology and stuff. Um, but I guess not so far as understanding what the houses mean and all that kind of stuff. Cause I know it gets like super in depth but it's always been something that I like refer back to. I have the book by yeah. what Goodman, I think it is. Um, those big thick astrology books and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I wonder <laughs> if it's the same one as mine. I'll have to find it. It's the big black covered the one. Big one. Yeah. Um, I have uh the only astrology book you'll ever need. It's okay. such a good read. <laughs> Um, And it's not like a book that it's not something that you would read from front to cover. It's just like if you have a question or if you want to refer to something, um, it's such a great resource to to go in and find what you need in that moment. Awesome. I wonder, could you do one on me at some point? Absolutely. That would be cool because you're about to be certified too. So you know a lot of what you're talking about. So yeah, I probably (laughs) should start offering it professionally. It's not really something that you should. I should, <laughs> especially be because cool. like it relates to so many different, you know, you could do one specifically for business or career. You could do one specifically for um, just like your annual perfection, which is something I got really into this year. And just looking at um, that's when you look at your birth year and mm-hmm. basically look at your personal year ahead. Hmm. Um, there's a house basically in astrology for every single year for you personally. Um, and I've, I've absolutely loved doing that this year and, and seeing how accurate it was and just literally watching myself defy every single thing that I'm supposed to be doing because of how <laughs> stubborn I am, not only how stubborn I am, but just as an example of mine personally is like, I have Sagittarius in my 10th house. So like, while I thought my goal for the year was going to be all about uh, career and like really solidifying like uh, structure in business and all that stuff. Um, I have, you know, this Mars and Sagittarius that's just like in that house. Um, and because it's my first year away from my nine to five job, I have just been traveling and having many adventures and just like, like, see you later responsibilities like that. That's been my year. And like, I've, it's just been so funny watching myself like at the beginning of the year saying, no, I'm not, that's not going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to focus. I'm going to get things done. But, but then slowly realizing this is exactly what I need 
Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I needed the first year out of my job is to really experience that sense of adventure, that sense of freedom, and how those things are actually feeding my inspiration that is going to make what I create next an absolute success and, you know, going to bring excitement to everyone who meets me, right? And without yeah. these experiences that I've been having the entire year, um, I don't think it would be possible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been traveling a lot and I actually am a Sagittarius. So that's incredible. I do like travel. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was all really, really interesting. And yeah, in the future, I would really like you to do one of those charts for me because I'm super curious. Um, but where can people find you? Um, so for now, you can find me on uh, Facebook. Uh, my name is Elise Vlahos. E-L-I-S-E-V-L-A-H-O-S. I can give you, I don't know if you pin the link in the, um, so I could do that. And um, if you want like a little freebie or something, this is really just a question for you, but if you want something like that, I could give you a link for that as well. Just, you know, so you or whoever yeah. else can have like a resource. Okay. Sounds good. Do you have a website yet? I don't have a website. i um, okay. just working on like uh, things with all of my different links on it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, your Facebook link will be in the description of the episode and I will catch up with you right after this. But yeah, thank you so much for being here and explaining how you can create different habits and habit stack and habit swap. Cause I think that's all very, very useful information for anybody that wants to succeed in anything <laughs> in life. So yeah, thank you a lot. Yeah, we covered so much today. Thank you so much for having me. And I think this actually gave me a great idea to even do something, you know, collectively for whoever wants to do to join in at the beginning of the year. Maybe I'll do a big um, intention setting for Yule or something like that instead of the New Year's resolution. We'll cut that out and really invite in a big intention for the year to come. So so thank you again. I absolutely loved being here. Awesome. Yeah. I did too. Thank you. Please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And follow me on Instagram at Dana.Hernandez.Agent, as well as checking out our new website, GetSmartWithMoneyPodcast.com.